the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Movie Umpers. My name is Bob Sham. I am Angela. The sounds you will hear clicking and clacking are probably dogs. And our theme, we continue our theme of the asshole on film. Assholes on film. And we are on the third of our Man With No Name trilogy. The most lush, the most, the highest budget. It's a little over a million dollars. The characterizations in this movie are a little more realized as well. yeah. But also, I would say this is the weirdest of the of the <laughs> Man With No Name trilogy. It is. There are things about it that are very good, but also it's like, what? Right? Yeah. <laughs> We've been gauging the, the Man With No Name, his asshole meter. Yeah. We say he's probably our lowest ebb asshole of the month. It, it falls at around a five. Yeah. And he does a few things, that are, although he's labeled as the good, and the good, the bad, and the ugly... And 
year. And ultimately, I agree. The 1966 movie directed by Sergio Leone. That is what we were talking about. Yeah. Starring Clint Eastwood, Eli Wallach, Lee Van Cleef, who is not the same character he was. Which confused the fuck out of me for the first half of the movie. Uh, cinematography by Tonino Delicoli and music, again, which is... The music gets better and better in this trilogy. This is the classic music. Uh, by Ennio Morricone. And the male's no name. He is a he's, a he's a con here because he's going around with this fellow by the name of Tuco, mm-hmm. who is wanted for a bunch of stuff. Tuco Benedicto Pacifico Juan Maria Ramirez has been found guilty by the Third District Circuit Court of the following crimes. Murder, assaulting a justice of the peace, raping a virgin of the white race, statutory rape of a minor of the black race. So, a laundry list of things so they got this grift and he gets captured the man with no name takes the bounty as they're hanging Tuco he shoots the rope and cuts the rope and then he comes in and rescues Tuco and they split the money 50-50 and in theory the bounty should go up and up and it do- we see it go up from 2,000 to 3,000 at one point point. and at one point Clint Eastwood decides that the bounty's probably not going to go up anymore and he leaves him in the desert it's an asshole move mm-hmm Granted, Tuco is an asshole. Tuco is an asshole. And he survives. It was a real asshole thing to do, though. I was... That was, I think, the most asshole thing he did in the entire movie because he basically was like, 70 miles that way, if you save your breath, you'll probably make it. He was just tired of listening to this guy. He had him do the... Talk and talk and talk and talk. He had him do the Oliver Twist walk through the desert. I think the man with no name probably falls somewhere between a five and the six at the end of the day. But the real asshole, the real show stealer of this movie, what I would say is more of, this is more of a Tuco movie than a man with the no name. I hope your mother ends up in a two-dollar house. Coming loose! Coming loose! You can still save yourself. Let me go and I'll pardon you. Let me go! I feel sick. The blood is bursting through my head. I'm dry, man. Water. <laughs> and arguably the biggest asshole is Angel Eyes. <laughs> yes, no doubt. He's the bad. He's the bad. But Tuco is the ugly. Tuco is the ugly, and he is so fun. Now, He's so fun to watch. Lee Van Cleef plays a bounty hunter killer who also is in the Union Army for some reason. Yeah. I feel like maybe he just <laughs> stole an identity there. I agree. Because he was looking for a man. He was a bounty hunter who's looking for this guy named... Billy something. Bill Carson. Bill Carson. And he's looking for Bill Carson, and he finds out that Bill Carson... Who's a former Jackson. It's a new alias. He was formerly Jackson, and at the beginning, when Angel Eyes is trying to kill someone, he finds out that there's all this missing money. And so he's he's on the hunt to find Bill Carson to find this missing money, and he finds out that Bill Carson shipped out in the military, and so, yeah, I think he With the Confederate Army. The Confederate. This is during World War II, or uh, World War Two. This... <laughs> The Civil War. The Civil War. So, yeah. So, I think that he goes and just, like, stole an outfit and made up somebody to be all of a sudden in charge, waiting to capture Bill Carson or find Bill Carson. In your mind, you're like, where are they? Where are they? You would have to be in West Texas to get that combination of desert and brush, right? I mean, it's the Italian desert. Yeah. So, it's a little weird me trying to imagine where they're at. 
so so hard, so difficult. The the Civil War. There were battles that were fought in East Texas, but the furthest west is like a little outside of Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Is the furthest west that the Civil War battles went. Okay. Also, because the backdrop of this is the Civil War. Yeah. It's kind of funny that you have all these Italians essentially I know doing Civil War reenactments. So there's this narrative when it, when these old when these older movies talk about the Civil War where some uh character and Clint Eastwood's character does this at one point where they have to look at it, look at the the battle of these brother against brother and it's like what a waste. Yeah. What a waste. Well, for one side it was a complete fucking waste of time. Mm-hmm. But for the other side, they were trying to do something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was a waste for one side. And granted, not everyone, as far as the soldiers themselves, like the idea, I mean, the Union Army wasn't like integrated or anything like that, like how in Shenandoah it was presented. Right. That part was bullshit. But but there just seems to be this narrative in the old westerns that deal in the Civil War times where it's like this weirdly centrist view where they're like, in this particular subject matter, we are anti-war. It's yeah. not a matter of taking a stand over the rationales or whatever happened. Yeah, but they don't be, talk about no, the issues No, they don't split the hairs on that. It's just like brother versus brother, just a waste of life. It's like, well, all war is a waste of fucking life. Yeah. In that sense. I mean, it's sad that it had to be done. Yeah. But. Why was it done? Why don't you ask that question? Why was it done? What got us here and how can we prevent that again? I love Westerns, but that's my pet peeve for a lot of Westerns that like deal in that specific time, especially of that, of back in the day. Yeah. And it's weirdly, at least I feel like you mentioned Shenandoah, it, it oftentimes is weirdly romanticized. Yeah. When it is so something that should not be. In Shenandoah, they are essentially removing themselves from the entire conflict. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like I said, it's like, it's a centrist anti-war position. And that movie's but, not, but they have that no movie's problem. not bad at all. That's a good movie, but. Yeah, but they have no problem at all with, like, the daughter marrying a guy who's an officer. Right. There's no conversation. Yeah. Like, well, why are you doing well, this? Well, he's just going to go get fucking killed in that senseless war you're talking about. Anyway, we're not talking about Shenandoah. We, I know. We watched that with your parents. <laughs> your mom's favorite movie <laughs> but yeah the civil war aspect of the backdrop of this just knowing a little bit about history kind of doesn't make any sense no it doesn't make any sense and a lot i of, know enough about history to know that and a lot of times it just kind of seems to get in the way and extends the movie longer than it needs to be so mm. so so angel eyes lee van cleef who is not colonel mortimer he is Angel Eyes. Apparently, uh, Sergio Leone wanted, um, fuck, who's the Death Wish guy? Charles Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson. Ooh. And some other guy, some other Italian actor, but they were, they had other things tied up. And so he was like, well, Lee Van Cleef, he played such a nice guy in the last movie. Maybe it'd be great if he played the bad guy in this one. But it's so funny because it just caused me for the first half of the movie to go like, 
what happened to him? He looks so much worse for wear. He's like, a little he's dustier. He's like dirty. He's like, his clothes are not as nice. Like, we're what wa- has he been doing? We're waiting until he interacts with Clint Eastwood to give some signal of whether or not this is actually the same guy. Well, the first time he sees him, you still don't know because he, across the room, says something about how the blonde angel's going to save Tuco. Yeah, it does and seem like he knows him. Oh, he knows him. He just picked out, oh, I know that guy. He's running a con. It's so confusing. So Tuco, he gets, he, he's able to get back into a town. He robs a gun store. He gets some items. And he, he is a clown. And but he's also very good at tracking and shooting. Like he is very, he's goofy as hell. He talks too fucking much. He is the centerpiece of the movie. True, absolutely. The ugly this is the movie. lead. Truly. Yes. So the asshole we're focusing on is Tuco. He's even the first one we see. We've already graded the man with no name. He broke that egg yolk in the last movie. He's uh, he's at a five point five. Okay. Yeah, but this is Tuco's grade for asshole. So he finds the man with no name. They're calling him Blondie. Blondie. Just out of fucking spite, he he basically manages to tie up Blondie, the man with no name, and he's like, "I'm gonna wa- we're gonna walk a hundred miles into this desert, and you're gonna walk while I drag you on this horse." He shoots his hat hat off. He shoots his water. A lot of hats getting shot off. There's a way. lot of hats getting shot off, and Tuco's on his horse with his little frilly umbrella, walking. Clint Eastwood 100 miles through the desert. So he ups it by 30. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if they made it like 100 miles. I think they made it just to where Clint Eastwood collapsed. They made it till they found the... Yeah, they collapse on this sand dune, and then they see a horse-drawn carriage come. And Tuco runs down and stops it. That was kind of cool also, like how he like was really good with the animals. He runs down and he sees... And he stops the horses, and it's like a Confederate carrier. It's got CSA on the side, and there's all these dead Confederates in the in this thing, and then there's one guy hanging out of it who's barely alive. Mm-hmm. And this guy starts to talk about how there's money, a lot of money, two hundred thousand dollars stashed in a grave. Yep. Tuco gets the name of the grave, Sad Hill, the, and, the cemetery. Yeah, and the guy keeps begging for water. And Tuco's being an asshole, and he's like, tell me first, and then I'll get you water. No, and he give him the water. Long. Give him the water so he'll live for five more minutes. <laughs> and the and he's like, what's the name on the grave? And the guy can't Starts say the name. Starts to pass out. And then the guy's like, water, water. He's like, fine. And he runs up to the he's horse. Like, don't die. Don't die, sir. And he has left Clint Eastwood just on the ground. And he runs back to the horse and gets the canteen. And when he comes down, he sees that Clint Eastwood has dragged himself to where that soldier is. And then he walks up and the soldier is dead. Yes. And Clint Eastwood is laying there. And Clint Eastwood is essentially like, yeah, he told me a name. Now Tuco can't kill him. Yeah, because he needs tu- him to be good and alive. Tuco has the information of the name of the cemetery. And Blondie, the man with no name, has the name of the grave that the money is buried. Yeah, so now they, for better or worse, are linked and have to be if they want to fucking get there. And we find out, obviously, that that man was Bill Carson. They're rela- yeah, the man in that that and died. And that's who Angel Eyes has, has been, been looking for. for. And the 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 Tuco man with no name dynamic is great. That's that is what's great about this movie. This movie, it's like a buddy comedy. Well, they do first go to We're, Tuco's brother's yeah, yeah. place and, like, nurse 
Clint Eastwood back to health. And Tuco tries to do this thing at one point where he's like, hey, Blondie, I hate to tell you this, but I would want someone to tell me, like, you're about to die. You're going to die in a few hours. And don't you want your good friend Tuco to know where to find that money? And Clint Eastwood basically is like, I think with my good friend by my side, I'll be able to get better faster. <laughs> <laughs> and they've, they've taken clothes from the dead Confederate soldiers. Yeah. And, of course, they get captured by the Union Army and shoved into a Confederate camp. Uh-huh. And Lee Van Cleef, this doesn't make any sense. Because he can go off and be a bounty hunter sometimes. And then he's like a, a Union captain at another time. This is why it feels like he must have stolen an identity. He had to have because he was looking for Bill Carson. And they're calling out the, the names of the prisoners. And they call Bill Carson, Bill Carson, Bill Carson. And Blondie notices that Angel Eyes is really scanning for, like, who is Bill Carson. And Angel Eyes goes... Or Blondie goes, you better be Bill Carson. And he says, I'm Bill Carson. Which then, of course, makes Angel Eyes like focus in of on course, him. Of course, yeah. And then Angel Eyes is like, treat these two well. They separate them. Mm-hmm. But also, there is a union captain that runs this whole facility who's dying of gangrene. Yeah. And he's mad at Angel Eyes because he's being cruel to the prisoners. There is this thing where Lee Van Cleef's character... Seems to have this motivation in the sense like, well, they didn't care about us in Andersonville, which was a Confederate prisoner of war camp where Mm -hmm. they put Union officers. They It was not good there. It was practically like a concentration camp. So he he cites his rationale for being cruel to the soldiers. But the Union captain is like, no, we don't do that. We have to be honorable. Mm -hmm. But this guy's dying. And essentially, he does die off camera. Yeah. But then... Lee Van Cleef implies that he's probably going to be the next in charge. But once they, but they torture the information of the location of the cemetery or the name of the cemetery from Tuco. But when they go bring in the man with no name there, they realize that the man with no name is like, if I give you this name, you're going to kill me. Yeah, they don't even try to beat him up. The other thing is Angel Eyes knows who Tuco is. They dealt with each other in the past. So he walks in, he's like, hey, Tuco, what's up? Yeah. Why are you going by Bill Carson? That was brilliant. Like, there's no beating around the bush. Yeah. Which is great. But yeah, he knows knows better. Like, he knows as soon as he sees Blondie that, oh, this is not someone who will ever talk. Yeah. There is no point in beating him up. He knew he could get it out of Tuco because at the end of the day, Tuco is weak. It would kill him to talk. Yeah. Because you don't need him if he's going to give you the name of the, the grave. Absolutely. You have to take the torture to save your life in that kind of a scenario. Mm-hmm. So they saddle up Blondie, Clint Eastwood, and they all go off with a posse. Tuco manages to escape because he's a dashedly and resourceful guy. Yeah. Manages to kill his way out. And he actually meets up with them at this... And we go into these little towns, and of course, the budget is a little over a million dollars at this yeah. point. A lot of ex, a lot of more people in this. A lot of extras. A lot of extras, because they have to. They're Civil War reenactors through yeah. this movie, pretty much. And he manages to catch up with them. Lee Van Cleef is like, "We're going to split this money, me and you. The deal you have with Tuco is the deal you have with me." But he's also got a posse of five other dudes like rolling with him. Yeah. So obviously, no, it's yeah, not a like, fair deal. Yeah, they're going to kill me as soon as they get this money. So Clint Eastwood goes to take a piss. He gets followed and he kills one of his men. And so he spots, he knows Tuco's there. So he and Tuco essentially shoot up and kill this whole posse. Yeah. But Angel Eyes escapes. He and leaves he, a note and he's like, I'll see you I'll later. see you soon. I love it. So from there, they're like having their madcap adventures going through past all these soldiers in battle. Yeah. And I think 
one of the most cuttable scenes that you could do in this movie are when they approach the bridge, right? And I get it. Sergio, Sergio Leone. I almost called him Sergio Aragone. That's a comic <laughs> book, uh, cartoonist. Uh, but Sergio Leone, he's had money. He wants to blow up a fucking bridge. I get it. And it looked cool when you blew the fucking bridge up. But the whole concept of it and the nature of it, the Confederates on the other side, they're in amongst this Union camp and they volunteer. Tuco volunteers them, which isn't actually anything that goes anywhere. There's this Union general that's like, yeah, I'm not allowed to blow up the bridge and the Confederates don't want to blow up the bridge. But he has this, but he keeps doing this romance, and it's an Italian actor, so the mouth isn't matching the yeah, English. Yeah, really obvious. <laughs> All these Italians playing like Civil War soldiers is so funny to me. But he keeps having this romanticized like display of like, boy, wouldn't it be great if that bridge blew up? But but I can't do it. He goes off in a battle, and the guy gets injured, and then Clint Eastwood says, "Hey, uh, I think you're li- you're gonna like what you hear next." And then they find a box of dynamite, and they go under the bridge. And the thing is, they managed to kind of cross the bridge and to put the dynamite on it. Uh-huh. I guess they're worried the Confederate Army will stop them. Mm. But they set up the dynamite, and then they light the fuse while standing right by it. And then suddenly, they are back across the river. Like, the timing <laughs> of it is insane. And then the... Details, Bob. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and then the bridge explodes. Yeah, it looks cool. And then they, like, take a nap in a foxhole. And then get up and the Confederate army is all gone. Actually, it seems like everyone's all gone. And then they can just swim across the river. Boy, I would have just cut that whole thing out. But I think Sergio just really wanted to blow a bridge up. Sure. So they get across this bridge. Well, the the river that the bridge was on. And they make their way to the cemetery. Tuco tries to be nice and he tells them the name of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And then the man with no name uh, gives them the name Arch... Arch something. And so, and so, Arch Blanton or something. So, of course, Tuco at one point just tries to steal his horse as Clint Eastwood is trying to help a d- dying soldier. Yeah. And then he, but then he like bl- shoots a cannon that blows right next to Tuco that throws him off the horse. Yep. And then he puts on the dead boy's poncho. Yeah. And then he's got his full on poncho back. swag on. <laughs> But they also happen to be right by the cemetery yeah, they're there. because Tuco's falling and he's like, oh, and he looks up. And it's a whole fucking graveyard. And it's interesting because there's like this circular, like paved bit in the middle or stone bit in the middle. And then all of the graves are in like a circular pattern coming out from that. And he just starts running in circles. In yeah, circles, you see circles, the camera is just tracking on him. But the music is playing and the it's music building is up. Good, but it just it's the kind of thing that makes me a little nauseous. Like it, it didn't need to go on as long as it did, but he's running and then he finds Arch the Arch's uh, grave. So he starts digging and then the man with no name comes up and throws him a shovel. Yeah. He's like, it'd probably be a little easier than that. And then Angel Eyes, of course, as predicted, shows up, mm-hmm. throws the man with no name a shovel, and he says, it'll actually be faster if two men dig. Yeah. Blondie, the man with no name, is like, well, you're all w- just wasting your time anyway. And he kicks open the casket, and there's nothing in it. skeleton. And so no one can kill each other because no one knows the name of the grave, but but Blondie knows. Mm-hmm. So Blondie has him go out into that center 
stone area. And he says he's going to write a name on the bottom of a stone and he's going to set it In the down. center. But it's a three-way standoff because these are all gunfighters and Tuco's actually very good too and Angel yeah. Eye is, is as well. So it's a long standoff with that music playing. Their the, little, the, all their fingers are twitchy. The Except music's... Blondie does not twitch once. No, you no. notice how like the other guys are kind of moving and shifting and looking and he's just so cool. He's just so cool. It's a, it's a great scene. It's like the, the ending of this movie is awesome. So good. Then it comes time to pull. Blondie pulls out and he shoots Angel Eyes. He gets the shot off on Angel Eyes. And Tuco starts to shoot. You can't tell. I think he's trying to. I'm not sure who he's trying to shoot. But his gun is empty because yeah. his partner took all his bullets yeah, out he was like, when did while, you they, my while gun? he was passed out. Lee Van Cleef is dead and they shoot him into an open grave. Yeah. Clint Eastwood picks up the rock. He basically explains, like, I didn't write any name because the name of the grave is not a known name. It's the unknown grave next to, next Arch. to Arch Stanton. Stanton was Stanton, the last that's name. what it is. Not Blanton. Stanton. So then they dig it up. And sure enough, they find like eight bags, eight of, bags of, gold. of coins and gold. And this is then, this is the part where Blondie pulls out the noose and he says, stand up on this. So he makes him stand up on like the cross. And Tuco did this to him when he caught up with him in the town too. So He did. Like they keep circle. putting nooses around each other's neck. Yeah. And so basically he hung him. We well, didn't hang him. He has him stand up there. He puts the noose around his neck. He ties his hands in the back. And he's standing on a cemetery cross. Yeah. And he's standing on a cemetery cross and Clint Eastwood takes four of the bags and leaves four of the bags. He's like, that's your share. But he's tied up and he's like staying he's on like a cross that looks like he could barely. break. And, he, and his neck's around a noose, so he's so Blondie, the man with no name, rides off. Yep. And he's like, "Fuck, fuck, and Blondie, yelling. Blondie!" And he's he can yelling. barely even get his full name out because he's so scared and he yeah, yeah. could fall. And then the man with no name, it looks like he's gone. And then he comes out from behind some shrubs, and he aims his rifle, yep. and he shoots the rope and breaks the rope, just like he One did when they time. were partners, conning for to get higher bounty yep. prices. And then that's when Tuco, you know, he falls to the ground and he gets up and he screams. Hey, Blondie! You know what you are! Just a dirty son of a <laughs> And then that's the end of the end of the movie. I loved it. Tuco was awesome. Yes. <laughs> and how would you grade Tuco on a uh, asshole scale? I mean, you really can't trust him. You but, can't trust him. But at he's all. also incredibly fun to be around. I'm gonna say an eight. Yeah. Because I think if you're if you're friends with him, you're good. He will kill you. Although for your he money. will sacrifice you because he when he first caught caught Clint Eastwood, he like sent three guys up through the front of the room so he could climb in through the window while Clint Eastwood killed all three of them. But he is a fun asshole. He's a fun asshole. Yeah. He's so much fun. So, yeah. That's... And he doesn't kill everybody that he could. No, no. He he he, uh... he wants to embarrass you and make you feel like shit, like can... that shop owner. He can raise up a posse real quick. Oh, yeah. I mean, Clint Eastwood killed them all very quickly, yes. but he's good at that. He's... Tuco's got some skills. He's a resourceful man. Yeah. 8.5? I give him a, just an 8. Okay. Just for the fun factor. He's yeah. not going to go too high. But Tuco. Help and me. Angel Eyes? Angel Eyes 
Well, we only focus on one asshole. Angel okay, Eyes is just fair. the bad guy. Okay. He's a 10 plus. I sure. mean, the bad guy is always a 10 plus. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, Our lovable asshole. That's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, there was a lot about this that was very good. It is yeah. a classic. But there was also some stuff that was just kind of maybe a little bit cluttered. A little bit yeah. too much going on. So, we're going to give this one through five. You're going to give this one through five combined for best out of ten. I'm just going to give it a four. I'm I'm going to be the exact same way. Yeah, I want to give it more than that. I think that scene, the core dynamic of the movie works. So good. The music works. Uh, the the everything looks real nice. Sergio Leone's a good director, but yeah, the whole Civil War backdrop just honestly doesn't make a lot of sense. It's if completely you, unnecessary. If you know, maybe you could just say they were in East Texas. I don't know. So that is an eight. I think that is our highest of the Man With No Name trilogy, and I think it deserves that, too. Yeah, a few dollars more was a high B. It yeah. does deserve that position. It's the most fun. It's the most rewatchable. I thought for sure I'd seen this as a kid, but I hadn't. I It was it was really good. I'm going to put it on the top of the eights. Okay. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly between Speak No Evil and mm. Manhunter. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. We're not always the same on these ratings, so yeah. I might put this above speak no evil but that's just where the cookies crumble and honestly we can just go back and change anything we want at any time Mm -hmm. but yeah it's a good one and a good culmination for this trilogy it was a lot of fun watching these movies and uh tuco is i think kind of an all-time character in a western as Mm -hmm. well i'm a i've become a big tuco fan and i mean this movie is the kind of movie uh, it's the one that people think of the most when thinking about the man with no name. Yeah, for sure. And for good reason. So, check the show notes for links and other places to find us. What do you think about the man with no name trilogy? What's your favorite one? Is it this one? Let us know. Like and subscribe. Give us any recommendations. Anything you want. Tuco heads. Fists up for the Tuco heads, right? Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.